Last time on the Arius Adventures. Uh, so Rhodes says, you know, essentially that, that he'll stay wherever you guys want, but you can see that his eyes are kind of darting all over the place as this, as he's just watching all of these people and he's much, much tenser than he was when you guys were on the road. You see that there is a table full of Nikogen over by one of the back doors. You see a tall orc woman. So I, I'm I'm definitely torn between going over and trying to eavesdrop in on the uh, the Nikogen table because Rode is very curious about them since they look sort of like him and they're pretty much the only creatures he's found on this continent so far that, that do. So we'll have to kind of find something to do with four days. Maybe we can check out Maybe they have something local we can do just to stay busy, earn a little gold. I'm not really enjoying this crowd, if you couldn't tell. All right. So, if I remember correctly, you didn't take one of the beds. You were more comfortable, like, on the floor? Yes. Yeah, I just sort of laid out my bedroll on the floor and curled up on it. Yep. Alrighty, so... It, it's a comfortable room, nice and warm. Um, after uh, a bit of, of hearing the echoes of laughter and stuff coming, music from below, it finally quiets down for the night and you're finally able to relax after this, you know, overwhelming largeness of the city. So you get a good night of sleep. For the night um and you are also the first one to wake up you uh, are you arise pretty early it's not quite dawn yet moon's still just a spit out but uh yeah you you feel really relaxed and whatnot you can hear the faint sound of um some metal working off in the distance from one of the nearby buildings and whatnot so like there's are the faint sounds of, of busy work just beginning. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll get up and quietly go downstairs, trying not to wake up. I think I was sharing a room with Manny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Manny's, Manny's softly snoring. Yeah, I'm not going not gonna to wake up my little buddy. I'm going to head on downstairs <laughs> and see what I can find about some breakfast. Um, when you get downstairs, you find the uh, big orc woman, Fiora. She's pulling chairs off of and benches off of tables and, and whatnot and begins setting them out. And you see for like a big woman, she's being very like almost meticulous, like this is a routine for her. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't seem to notice you. You hear some talking coming from the kitchen and whatnot. And you, you smell it's like coffee brewing you coffee i'm gonna guess is maybe a new thing for you here in areas i don't know if that's something you had back home on the road uh probably not but i i imagine that i would be intrigued by the smell but i think that (laughs) instead of just sort of dashing off in the kitchen i think i'm gonna without saying anything just start pulling chairs off of tables just like fiora is doing sort of start help getting the room set up um she hears you pull some some chairs off and she quickly turns around and and sees you and she's just like uh you don't that's you don't you don't have to do that um 
if you want, I can go get blitz for someone if you're hungry, but you don't, you don't, you don't have to do that. I just sort of shrug and say, I'm bored and hold out another chair. Oh, okay. Are, are you sure? I don't want, I don't want you to feel like you have to. No, it's, it's, it's fine. Until I found something more interesting to do. Uh, hold on another chair. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, she watches you for a moment and then she goes back to, to her work silently, kind of getting lost in, you know, the routine of it all. Um, after a few minutes, you hear some clattering and, and it sounds like people are greeting somebody. And after a few more moments, the door, the door to the kitchen burst open and you see Blitz coming out all fresh and hair done up extra spiky today and she doesn't have her apron on but you see she's got a steaming mug of coffee and she's got a, an, a rag thrown over her shoulder and she comes out and she greets Fiora morning dear and then she turns around and notices you oh hello um give me a second it was road that winds is that correct uh, yeah i just sort of nod uh and say yep that's that's me well fantastic are you hungry uh, yeah that sounds phenomenal what's that what's that smell and referencing the coffee oh that is one of my hazelnut coffees it is my absolute favorite uh would you like me to go grab you a glass uh, yeah awesome thank you all right and is there anything in particular you're hungry for we've got the guys in back are whipping up a variety of things um think for a second i go bird some form of bird bird all right i'm sure i can whip you up a fowl or two all righty well um if you want to I mean, you have the pick of the house wherever you'd like to sit, sweetheart, and I'll be back with your things. Okay. And I sit down at the table, whatever the last table I pulled the chairs down off of was. Mm -hmm. It's next to a small window that kind of faces toward like a side street. You see a couple of stray dogs like sniffing around outside for things, garbage and whatever. A couple of folks kind of like passing by with carts and whatever. Um, Fiora Fiora walks by you and thanks you again for helping her as she heads back into the kitchen. I just kind of nod at her absently. Mm -hmm. And after a a few minutes, is there anything else you wanted to do? No, just that uh, since I'm by the window, I want to position my chair so that I can sort of almost have to like sort of lean out to see out of the window, but that if I sit up straight, I'm not visible in the window, like oh, okay. right up against sort of the wall there. Sure. Uh, and then just sort of going to enjoy the fact that things are quiet and empty right now after last night's, yeah. you, know, you know, anxiety it riddled was, crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was quite the busy, busier than the Shady Dagger. The Shady Dagger is kind of like your average podunk bar, but this is definitely a, a happening joint at night. So yeah, it's, you're really enjoying the quiet of it all. And, you know, you're able to take in the size of the room. You uh, didn't notice this night before, but it looks like there's a a second uh, floor. You see like a ring mm. um, kind of, it opens up and you can see 
tables and chairs up on the second floor, like balcony view of the the floor. Okay. On the first floor. I'll sort of gawk at all of it, just I mean, very obviously, very blatantly until food <laughs> arrives. Yep, you see Blitz. Uh, she comes out, and her uh, the the dwarf who who silently just kind of like kept an eye on things last night and whatnot. He comes out as well, helping her with a, a very large tray. And you see, she's got a tray with like fresh bread, some fruit, two uh, you know two mugs of coffee with all the fixings, and then he's got like this larger tray just steeped with food. You smell eggs, bacon, you smell um, some quail and um, chicken and a couple of other birds uh, varieties that you, you haven't learned yet here in, in areas. And uh, she, they both set the, the food down and whatnot. And she thanks the man and he nods quietly and then nods at you and heads back to the kitchen. and. She sits down and she's just like, well, help yourself. There's biscuits, breads. I'm not sure like what all besides bird you liked. So I just kind of had them throw uh, everything on the plate. Thanks. Sort of say awkwardly and like sort of scan everything. And I think I'll reach for the, the cup of coffee first and like sniff it. And then give it a... It has a really nutty... It has like a really nutty flavor smell to it, um, and whatnot. It smells really rich. Yeah. Okay. I think that like you know, then I'll take a sip, and, uh, and assuming that's what it actually tastes like, I'll. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'll like now sort of hold it with both hands, like sort of enjoying like the warmth and that little ray of sunlight through the mm-hmm. uh, through the window there, uh, and you know, take a couple long draws off of it. Or putting it down and, and reaching for uh you know some of the bacon and then some of the bird and just a lot of meat you know on the plate here sort of yeah. oh yeah and the f- food is some of the bad i mean like the food last night was good and this definitely this ain't no like warmed up in the microwave leftovers this is definitely like freshly cooked the, it's all like the bread is still warm like it just came out of the oven the biscuits are flaky and crumbly. The butter looks like freshly churned and whatnot. So yeah, she definitely has pretty solid stock of, of you know, stores and food here. So I think that that Road would be like, you know, enjoying this and 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 feeling like sort of the strain of the road, sort of well, the literal road, not him, uh, but the actual, <laughs> you know, the the roads they've been on, uh, sort of melting from his body but at the same time feeling a little unused to being pampered like this to the point where it's almost a little uh, like it doesn't come naturally to him to be sitting here okay so you so you obviously it's very obvious that this is a new experience yeah like one of those either he's (laughs) either waiting for the other shoe to drop on all of this or that it's he's just so used to being out in the woods and having a very Spartan sort mm-hmm. of existence that all of this luxury around him is 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 nice, but he's not really sure what to do with it. Oh, I hope that all tastes good for you, Rose. Fantastic, thank you. Why? No, you're we, uh, welcome. We owe you quite a bit of thanks, actually. 
I'm always willing to help out anyone in need, especially if you're a friend of Den's. So, plus I get to order, lord it over him later. <laughs> she gives a chuckle as she sips her coffee. Den must be a, a very special friend of yours then to merit this sort of welcome. She has a little bit of a twinkle in her eye as she smiles. Oh, Den and I go way, way, way back. But yeah, he is, I can say he's quite special. <laughs> Only I could get him to move up here, but eh, to each their own. <laughs> so you like Fitzpark then? Oh, I love Fitzpark. It's the perfect place for anyone who's looking for exciting things going on. And plus, like, where else can an inventor find her perfect place? So, uh, yeah. Yes, I, I love this city. I have to admit that I'm not exactly accustomed to so many people uh and they sort of glance out the window like side eye (laughs) she looks at you she's like give it another hour love and it will be just as busy so enjoy this quiet right now while you can i know i usually do (laughs) is there uh anywhere else i might go for some quiet today oh needing to get a little r&r yeah i uh Feel the feel the earth beneath my paws, as it were. I suppose. Well, she thinks for a moment, kind of like taps her finger to her chin. There are a couple of places. It all kind of depends on your interest. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There is oh, there's Halfair Park. That's one of my favorite places to go. A a, a park. What what's a yeah? Park? Oh um. Let's see. It's a park. It's kind of like a small section of nature within the city. What? Hmm? Why would it? He's just like, Rhodes starts like sort of like stumbling <laughs> over his words, like trying to wrap his brain around the idea of like building a city around a small <laughs> section of forest as opposed to like just keeping the forest. Uh, and Well... <laughs> Okay, so uh, that's a a possibility, I suppose. Uh, What you said there were a couple options. Yeah, uh, so there's Halfair Park, one of my especially, you know, I will admit as much as I love this city, sometimes, you know, the noise does get to you. So you just need a quiet place to go. So I like to take uh, an afternoon or two sometimes at Halfair Park. There's also um, Smithhurst Cove, which is just outside of the city. Um, let's see if the if like beaches and coastal areas are a favorite of yours. Um, let's see. There are well, let's see. Lots of um, lots of folk like to go out there and try to search among the rocks and whatnot for any washed up treasures that they could come across. Um, and whatnot from ships that have been lost at sea from ages ago. It's also, if you're interested in like clamming for oysters and whatnot, that's a pretty hearty area for seafood. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, (laughs) there's also those explorers who like to, you know, search along the coast or maybe take a, a small dinghy out a bit into the water and do some exploring for 
the lost floating city of Hidden Crank that supposedly sank into the Gajeston Bay. Mm. Oh, yeah. That sounds fascinating. It's definitely fascinating. I've been out there just because a couple of friends have drugged me out there in the past. The most I've ever come across is just planks of wood from ships and driftwood, but I've never come across anything that would indicate a lost long ago ancient city. And then if you really want to get out of the city, there are the Battle Ram Woods. Um, very thick, hardy forest with lots of various game from giant grizzly bears to oh foxes and whatnot. But the thing that everybody, uh, well, those who like to test their metal and whatnot, are, are hunting the uh, iron horn rams. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you, these aren't just like your regular mountain goats or anything. These, these are huge. Uh, f- let's see, a full-grown adult one, an average one can get. Uh, oh, let's see, larger than a were uh, or dire wolf. It's pretty big. Oh yes, they're huge. But uh, I mean. Their horns, if you if you're able to bag one and live to to haul it back, uh, their horns aren't just regular uh, horns of an average animal. These are the these these horns are almost uh, iron like, hence their name. I mean, like they're very similar to iron ore. And a lot of tinkerers and weaponsmiths here in the city like to use uh their horns as materials to make tools and what and crafting material for their you know their various needs but it's definitely one of those like if you're gonna go and try to track one you might want to take a group of people because like i said just one kick from those things could crush a man's skull or cave a chest in that does some fearsome beasts maybe a worthwhile prey but I have to admit that my curiosity is piqued by this lost city. Uh, oh, I mean, I could tell you a little bit more about it. Yeah, but, uh, please, please. Let's see. Hidden Crank, I mean, most gnomes grew up hearing this story uh, way back after this city was established and the first tinkerers began their crafting and building. There supposedly was a... Uh, a, a Especially gifted tinkerer by the name of Hidden Crank. And he had conceptualized the idea of pushing the bounds of, of engineering and, and crafting and wanted to build a, a, actually wanted to build a floating city. And story has it, he succeeded. And it was the, the, Gnomes, like, <sighs> Mecca, you know, it, it was the jewel of all gnomes in all of the gnomish kingdoms. You know, it was a combined effort from, from all the kingdoms and, and whatnot. And many skilled and, and talented engineers and whatnot put a lot of years of work into this thing. And even some... Uh, 
spell uh, casters got involved and were interested in helping with the efforts. Again, I mean, who wouldn't want to fly in the sky? It's pretty exciting. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it launched, it, was, it floated. It, everyone talked about how it, it floated and how amazing it was. And all those engineers, all those arcanists and all their families and people just interested in, in seeing what life would be like floating in the sky moved and and moved to this this city and it floated for a week until a terrible storm from the the ocean came and people say who's you know who's you know writings say that those who watched it from the city below saw as giant crashes of lightning just seemed to be targeting this this city over and over and over with like a cruel cruel intention of destruction and it rained for three days and stormed for three days and then there was a mighty crack and thunder and the city began to break apart and plummet down into the bay and no survivors were ever found from it and for all we know today it sits at the very bottom of the bay but I will tell you that uh, whether this story is 100% true or not, no tinkerer or engineer has ever attempted to create anything flying or anything at that grand of a scale. Well, that sounds like something I want to go look for. <laughs> well, uh, you'd have to sell quite a ways out into the ocean if you, or into the bay if you were interested in doing that. And then... Uh, I don't know how well of a swimmer you are, but I would imagine that's quite a dive down. How far out would I need to sail? Oh, let's see. We probably, when I went out, it was probably a good day or so. Hmm. Took up most of the day of, of, of course, we were on a larger bit of boat, so it moves a bit slower. I don't know if you could convince somebody with a smaller skiff to, to take you out, maybe? And then how deep's the bay? Oh, I would imagine leagues and leagues deep. Mm -hmm. I, again, I'm not much of a swimmer or a diver, but a couple of my old engineer buddies tried to uh, test out uh, under a device that was supposed to allow you to travel underwater. I was too scared to test it out. I believe that that thing was going to crush under the pressure of the ocean. <laughs> hmm. Sounds like quite the expedition. Hmm. It would be. Uh, and so Rhodes sort of thinking this over and glancing up at, you know, back over to where the rooms are and sort of thinking about how long he can disappear from his, uh, his compatriots without them wondering uh what's happened to him she uh she seems to take in your look and she's just like if, if i if i may Rhodes, um he, if you're worried about things and after watching you last night you seemed a bit on edge you know it it really doesn't hurt to take a little time for yourself to relax and i'm sure your friends they seem pretty understanding and whatnot and you guys are going to be here for a time i'm sure if you needed to escape for a little while whether it be for the morning, afternoon, or day, I'm sure they'd understand. And if you'd like, you could leave a message with me. Yeah, I think that would be 
think that would that would be nice. Thank you. Um, oh, no problem. So you said that you had some friends who had an apparatus of some kind that might let one get down to the bottom to look mm-hmm. at that city. Are they still looking for a test subject? Oh, I'm sure they are. They're quite the... Uh... They they are very much into creating transportation devices and whatnot. So they're always looking for anyone willing to test things out for them. Well, I have to admit, I'm not sure I can resist this one. Uh, <laughs> maybe I could. Uh, you could point me in their direction. I could go see about uh, venturing our twenty thousand leagues under the sea. All right. Well, you're quite the brave one. Like I said, I couldn't do it. They got me as far as out into the ocean, and then that was that was it. I like my I like my feet firmly on the ground and in my uh, my invention shop. I I, I understand, but uh, you know, I've always had a thing for ancient cultures, and uh, this just sounds too good to pass up. Where uh, where might I find these friends of yours? Alrighty, you're going to be looking for the uh, Ollie Block Brothers. The Ollie Block Brothers, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, and where can I find them? She tells you you can find them on uh, Tinker's Road, closer towards the docks, like oh. on that furthest uh, part of the the road. And you're looking for Lendoc and Git. Lendoc and Git. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. So um, I ask her if there's anything else I should know about them before I go seek them out. Um. Oh. Okay. They're they're very. Hmm. I don't. I don't want to say anything to offend you or anything, give off the wrong impressions. I mean, these, these guys, I've, I've known them since I was a kid. Um, they're very much within their own little world and ideas. Mm. So they may be a bit taken back by you and they're not the most socially, hmm, they, they, they have a bit of social awkwardness to them. Well, they don't have to love me. They just have to get me to the bottom of the ocean. So. Fair, fair enough. Like I said, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to say anything offensive to you at all. I mean, he sort goodness. of waves his paw at this, and it's 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 fine. It's fine. Believe me, I I know I'm a stranger to strange land. <laughs> uh, uh, well, then, um, thank you for breakfast, and thank you for the suggestion. I. I think I'll. Oh, yes, definitely. And feel free to finish eating and whatnot. I'm going to go finish up a couple things in back. But yeah, definitely finish your coffee. Don't let things get cold. Definitely eat up. Please, please. I insist. Okay. And she also, uh, and actually, if you give me a moment, I will get you and got an extra city map lying around. I'll go grab one for you so you have, so you don't get lost. Thank you. Oh, no problem. She grabs her coffee and heads off. Okay. Uh, Rude sort of eats very demurely until she's out of sight. And then he just starts shoveling food in his face, like trying to finish the as fast <laughs> as he possibly can. Uh, he pounds the coffee. <laughs> so that by the... Uh, you, 
as you as you finish that cup of coffee, you see there's a large pewter like coffee refill, like a Keurig to to refill your mm-hmm. your coffee. And you also notice that there are like cubes of sugar and a small cup of like cream of some sort and whatnot. She must have forgot to explain this to you, but it's all sitting next to the coffee. So seeing the cream, Rhodes sort of looks around to make sure that he's watching. And then he picks up and lifts all of it up. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's like the creamiest milk you've ever had. He's it, so he's got like a just a hint of a little bit of like cream mustache there, which he's like trying to paw out of his out of whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you are just uh, setting down your your little cup of of milk, you see like you hear footsteps coming down the steps, and uh, you turn around to see if it's like your group. And you notice that it's actually the female Nikojin from last night. Uh, I think she was introduced as Naomi to you guys. So uh, she she notices you and she gives you a really warm smile and looks around and just kind of has like an inquiry look on her face. And you see she has her musical instrument behind her on her back. Okay. I uh, sort of wave and, and nod. Um, but I, as curious as Rhodes is to get to know the Nikogen, he's sort of rationalizing, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to have a number of days on the road with them, you know, when we travel with them to, to get to know them. And so he's now more single-mindedly focused on like getting over to find these Ali Block brothers, uh, <laughs> see if he can find this lost city. Alrighty. Um, after a few minutes, she kind of like heads over to the bar and, and looks like she's waiting. You hear stuff going on in the kitchen. Uh, Blitz hasn't returned yet. And then after waiting a few moments, she turns around. She's like, um, excuse me, sir. I don't mean to interrupt your breakfast. Uh, yes. What can we do for you? Um, I was just wondering, do I need to go back into the kitchen or is that what you had to do or? Oh, um, there was somebody out here. When I came down, oh, um, okay. I, uh, Blitz is supposed to be back in a, in a minute. Um, I suppose you could either wait for her, or, or well, um, you know, what, I'll just I'll go find someone who just stands up and marches back into the kitchen. She gives like as you as you get up and do that. She goes, "Oh no, no, no! Please finish your breakfast." I I was just asking. Um, no, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm done. I'm really, honestly, <laughs> I'm good, and I walk straight past her in the kitchen. Is oh, excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. I think you have a little on your chin. She, she points, she points to your chin kind of like politely. I sort of try to, you know, paw off the cream off of my chin. Oh yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> Smooth. it was a good <laughs> breakfast and I awkwardly walk very rigidly into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> she gives you a, a really cute, polite smile and, and everything. You hear her kind of like chuckle under her breath to herself as you walk past her. You stick your head in the kitchen and you see Fiora is like, looks like she's rolling out some, some dough of some sort. It's got an apron on. She looks at you. She's like, do you need something? Sorry to bother, but there's a, a, a young lady... Uh, waiting at the bar, she was curious if there was any way she could get some breakfast. Oh, okay. 
Uh, I'll be right out. She oh, yeah, take your, take your time. Wipes her, wipes her hands down and whatnot. Um, she thanks you for giving her the heads up as you head back out. I asked her real quick if she's seen Blitz, where, where Blitz went. Oh, Blitz is in her office. Uh, she, I guess one of the delivery guys came by, so she's in the middle of meeting with them. Do you, do you want me to go get her? No, 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 it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, she was going to grab me a map. If you, if you see her, if you just let her know, I'll, I'll, I'll snag it later. And that, thank you very much. And, uh, uh, road just sort of turns around, walks off, tells Naomi as he passes by that they'll be right out. And he just heads straight out the door. Okay, it was nice to meet you. You too, as he sort of falls back. I mean, like, not even looking at her, like, just sort of picks up a hand <laughs> and he's on. Uh, off to find these Ollie Block brothers, convinced mm-hmm. that he does, know, he does not need no stinking map. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so you need to make a, let's see. Besides, I think I have that magical one that updates. I think I was the party member. You do, it. but it's but it's a, a map of like the whole continent of areas. It doesn't have like a zoom in effect. Nah, that's fine. Uh, so like it just kind of slightly shifts over the, the dot that represents Fitzpark. Okay. That's fine. I will make whatever survival, <clears throat> whatever check you need me to make to figure out if I can find where I'm going. Okay. Um, let's see. Since city is not your natural terrain, I'll have you make a, Oh, you make a survival check with disadvantage. Okay. Uh, okay, so that first one is a 23, and that second one is a 15. Okay, all right. Um, so you do just a bit of wandering. You you actually head further deep into the, the Tinker's Road area and until you get your bearings and whatnot. And by now, shops are really starting. Like, you hear the sound of workshops starting to fire up forges and hammering off in the distance is starting to come in more frequently. And more and more people are starting to kind of fill about the, the streets and roads. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you get close towards uh, the edge of Tinker's Road um and whatnot and uh, let's see get about can you see this pointer uh yeah i can see where the circle is yeah yeah that's what i meant yeah, yeah that that circle is the general area you make your way towards okay. so you see over here you see like smaller workshops not any of the large guild workshops that were on the main drag of tinker's road this is okay. a more small family business area is there anybody one is there like any sign that i can see that signifies the alley block brothers and if there's not is there somebody i can ask um what languages do you speak i speak uh common draconic elvish and halfling okay you see a variety of like common and halfling and then you see what looks to be like dwarvish and then gnomish so as far as the languages you do speak, you don't see anything that indicates the Ollie Block brothers. So you uh, might have to make an investigation check or ask around. Yeah, let me, um, uh, I'll make an investigation check. To see mm-hmm. if can find it here. Uh, and that is a 17. Okay. Um, 
So you, well, let's see. You, you do pass somebody who's carrying like a cart of stuff and mm-hmm. you see um, on his wagon, he's got a couple of different size boxes and one of them has the name Ollie Block on it. Okay. As he's passing by. All right. So I'll ask him if he could please point me to the Ollie Block brothers. He, uh, you, you stop him and he looks at you. She's like, oh, oh, hi. Oh, good morning. Morning. Do you, are you, uh, uh, hi. Furry, strange, totally understand. It's okay. I'm looking for the Ollie Block brothers. Is there any way that you could point me in their general direction? I I understand that they've done some uh, interesting work with vehicles. Oh my God, it talks. Yes, Uh, it does talk. Yeah. (laughs) Like I say oh. this aloud and like look at me like no no menace, no like annoyance, just like right in the eye. Yes, I do indeed talk with words and my mouth. Uh, uh, he nervously laughs. Uh, ha, ha. Oh, that's awkward. Um yeah, actually I just came from there. He turns around and points back. Uh two houses down on the left, you'll see the uh the the wrench and and sledgehammer crossed over their sign. Okay. All right. So, thank you very much. I I appreciate the help. Uh, yeah. No. No worries. And uh, and I take off down in the direction that he he told me. Hey, folks. We'll be right back with the rest of the show. But first, we want to share a quick word from our friends over at Doer Dice. The power-hungry emperor failed in a high-stakes gamble, and in a single instant, cities vanished, whole forests were burnt to dust, and the emperor was gone. As the centuries have passed, the land now sits in a frail peace, but nothing is ever how it seems. Hi, I'm Trent, and I play Talmor on Do or Dice. We are a 5th edition real play podcast set in a homebrew world of Agmanestas two centuries after that event, which was called The Shattering. If I have at all enticed you to listen to our fine show, you can find us at doordicepodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. We want to thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Same dice time, same dice channel. Greetings, friends. Just a quick word before we jump back into the show. If you've been enjoying this week's episode, please take the time to review us wherever you get your podcasts. Reviews help us spread the word and grow the show so that we can bring you even more exciting content. And whenever you find yourself wanting to know more about Arius, Farwind, or our fantastic players, please make sure to check out our website at partyadvantagepodcast.com. You'll find it full of character backstories, lore, maps, and much, much more. Thank you so much for listening, and now, back to the show. Okay, you you find a house that looks a bit worn down from the outside, like it doesn't look like the front steps have been swept or the windows have been, you know, washed in, I don't know, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely looks not not that it looks dilapidated, but it definitely looks 
worn and weathered compared to a lot of the other buildings and houses along this street. And you do, in fact, see the sign the the young man was telling you. Okay. Well, I, uh, I'll I'll knock on the door. You you knock, and after a few minutes, you don't hear anything. Okay. Uh, so can I uh, see in the windows at all? Yeah, you see in the windows, and you see um, through a, a nice layer of dust and film what looks to be an empty front, like, small foyer area with, like, or, like, you know, a counter area. You see some shelves that look pretty bare with some knickknacks and whatnot scattered about here and there. You see uh, the, the front desk or the front counter area looks to have, like, a plant that died years ago but is for some reason still there. And uh, beyond that, you see a, a curtained uh, entryway leading to another part of the building. Okay, so I... Um... Just gonna see if I can open the door. It isn't un- unlocked. Okay, I'm gonna open the door mm-hmm. and sort of call in. Hello, uh, I'm looking. You, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Alley, I'm looking for the Alley Block Brothers. When you open it, the the chime that lost its bell, yeah, kind of like clangs and then comes loose and drops Ugh. on top of and bounces <laughs> off your head and <laughs> then hits the floor. All right, so it's more of a. Oh, ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm looking for the Alley Block Brothers. <laughs> Just them. Uh, after a few minutes, you hear some banging in the back, and you hear like art. What sounds like arguing in the back? No, there's no one there. And plus, even if there was, it's your turn to go and greet them. I greeted the last person, and I hated it. He was an arsehole. And then you hear some more muttering and whatnot and you hear something heavy drop and then ow oh you and then it gets back down to just like muttered arguing that you can't really make out you see a bell on the counter all right so i'm gonna sort of casually stroll over the bell and then i'm going to ding 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 uh, when you go to do that, it doesn't make a, a ding, 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 ding. It just does a and then stops like the bells broke. I'm going to pick it up and look at it annoyed. Huck it over my shoulder. Go. <laughs> yep, there's an asshole in the foyer. <laughs> you hear it. Shit. Okay, how about this? Rock, paper, scissors, and losers got to go. Best out of three? No, you motherfucker. I went last time. Fine, you're the worst. Ugh. But then you get the next two. After a few moments, you hear feet shuffling and whatnot, and a stocky gnome comes out and whatnot. You see, he's got regular wire rim glasses on, and then on top of his head, he's got goggles pulled up over them. You see, he's got work gloves on and whatnot. He's already, even though it's, you know, still early in the morning, he's still covered in, like, grime and suit. He has, like, tired bags under his eyes, like he's been up all night. He's like, hello, welcome to Ollie Blocks. What can I do for you today? I understand you're the you must, you must not have so much money that you especially chose our ch- ch- shop uh, to well, buy our fantastic wares. What can I do for you? 
So at this point, Road has sort of got this like annoyed smirk on his face and he goes, <laughs> I understand that you all are the people that can get me to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Who the fuck told you that? Uh, that would be Blitz. Kind of perks up. Oh, how is she? He kind of gives like a saucy grin. Wouldn't know. Not my fair. Exactly. Ah. Uh, waiting for the ladies to get in heat. Nope. Just, you know, furry. <laughs> so, ocean, gotcha. bottom of it. Is that a, is that a, I got a question. Is that a mask that you're wearing because, I don't know, you're into that sort of thing? Why don't you tug on it and find out, friend? I'm not that interested. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, ocean, <laughs> bottom of it. <laughs> what about it? It's deep. Yeah, looking for a city down there. Okay. Um, like a mermaid city or something? No, some lost gnomish city that apparently was in the sky and fell into the ocean. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. Blitz is trying to get back in my good graces, isn't she? Just because she, like, upchecked all over the deck of my skiff, huh? No, she blatantly told me that I was a lunatic for coming over here, but here I am, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you the people who can get me there, or do I need to go look for somebody else? I mean... I'm the person you're looking for. It's, you know, I, I'm the the brains behind all of this. Yeah, I can get you down to the bottom of the ocean. It's no problem. Really? You're the brains? The one who lost yeah. the rock, paper, scissors? I didn't lose. Okay, hey, you know what? Don't don't come in here and judge me and how I do business with, you know, you know I reserve the right to reject your business. This is my establishment. Oh, I, I understand. I can see the long line of people standing outside to take a ride in your underwater apparatus. Okay, you know, just okay. All right. Now that we understand each other. Yeah, <laughs> totally. About... We got an awesome understanding. What? Okay, so a cat wants to get into a ball and then be chucked down into the ocean. I mean, when you put it that way, it sounds even more fun. No, I mean, I'm, I guess if that drowning cats is your thing, but it's not mine. So your machine doesn't work is what you're telling me. I mean, in theory, it works. Okay. So in practice, it what? Um, in practice, it works. Okay, then. After after that, you uh, another gnome burst into the room, younger, a bit more wiry. This guy looks like he hasn't slept in years, but I mean, like his eyes are huge and wide and whatnot. He still has his goggles, which like makes his eyes look even bigger at the moment. He's like, no, no, okay, don't listen to this. He pushes his brother aside. Okay, look, he's not the brains. He's an idiot. Okay, no, it works. It floats and it sinks. It just needs a couple of things, but it does it does mostly what it's supposed to do. And he's not, I can get you down into the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And if you're looking for him, the, 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 the city, then you and I, I, you know what? He leans in. He's like, you know, then you and I, we, we got this. You and me, we could split whatever we find and we'll be famous. Okay. I'm telling you famous. 
Well, you can have the fame. I have very little interest in that, but it'll help you find the city. I will keep me from being bored. And that's really my whole goal in life. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I'm never bored. I like to stay busy and I can help you not be bored. And we can find this city and we'll be famous. Sounds we will have so much money. We can move out of this place and mom will finally like me more and it will be fantastic. And then I'll get to be the one to ask Blitz out. Well, that sounds like a plan to me. Apparently this, apparently Blitz is very popular. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, excellent. I like this plan. So you keep saying you can get me to the bottom of the ocean, which I love. Just follow up question. Uh -huh. It can also oh, yeah. get me back from the bottom of the ocean too, correct? Uh, he just looks at you like not blinking at all. His eyes still kind of like locked on you and a grin kind of like still stuck on his face. He's like, uh-huh, in theory, yeah. Good enough for me. Let's do this. <laughs> the, the other brother's just like, okay, get, how about first we cut back on the uh, mine dust and the coffee. You know, that's not a good combo. And secondly, okay, mister, you have to be just... Bored, like I said. Okay, bored or just like, I don't know, one of those, what do they call them, adventure junkies or thrill seeker, just, or suicidal. I'm going to go with suicidal, especially if you're going with my idiot brother's idea and you're going to listen to him. Like, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you you're hear, saying. Okay. Oh, but God. I prefer the term adventurer to suicidal. I mean... <laughs> Same connotation in some cultures, but one is just a little kinder than the other. So, and and one, uh, well, both actually, you know, could guarantee death. They could, but then I wouldn't be bored either. So, Jesus, ocean bottom of it. Let's do it, Git. I go like high five. <laughs> get like he's like oh yes I love these and he high fives you and he does not have a strong high five at all <laughs> so it just like bounces off <laughs> it does we're gonna work on that kid <laughs> yeah yeah I like working on things working on things is the best alright so where do we start well um let's see uh and Len's like, okay, well, first, first, I would just like to point out to the two of you that it's my boat that we'll be taking. And secondly, we have to get your motherfucking submersible capsule, whatever the fuck you're calling it, onto the boat. And I, I don't see our big burly uh, employee we used to have here until you fucked him up and he quit. So we don't have muscle. So you need muscle. Okay. Uh -huh. I mean, I'm not the earliest individual, but I could help or I can acquire uh, some muscle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we need some muscle to get it on the boat. Sounds great. Glad to hear you're on board, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So how much muscle do you need? talking one very strong person are you talking several you need a crane well, what are you looking for well we had a goliath in our employ until 
get over here uh gave him just a smidge too much mind dust and then he lost his fucking mind ah okay so uh get yeah dial down the mind dust for this particular journey uh-huh and then once only, rich you know and what? famous you can have as much mind dust as you want oh okay? i like that that's a good idea yeah that's what you see he's like do. nervously he's like nervously biting at his nails uh <laughs> so so road noticing this and becoming very aware that he's about to get into a submarine built by a cokehead uh <laughs> is somehow yet like he's like yeah it's one of those like it's probably a bad idea but should have gone to the park like, in all honesty like, but there's a city down there. <laughs> so risks accepted. Um, <laughs> so he goes, fuck it. Okay. So I need to go find us a Goliath or the equivalent therein is what you're saying. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, where might I find said sort of people? Um, I mean, you can head to the docks and see if there's any folks loitering about there who are looking for work. You can also head to, I don't know, there's people milling about the Shinebox Square. Okay. The, the docks or the Shinebox Square, whichever one I stumble onto first. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll go ahead and head to the boat and start getting that ready. I guess once you find your muscle, come back here and you and fucking get, can. Yeah. Got it. All right. This is going to be great. I'll be back as he, you know, thrusts a finger out, like way too close <laughs> to Git's face, <laughs> and then turns around and dashes out of the building. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you hear Git's like, goodbye, new best friend. I'm so glad I have a new friend. I'm going to go do a hit. And he takes off, he takes off behind his curtain. Only half a bob. <laughs> back and then runs off. <laughs> um okay so uh it looks like uh shinebox square so it looks like i'm closer to the docks than shinebox square is the map. okay so i'm mm -hmm. gonna try to head to the docks then yep um and go see if i can find some muscle okay um you you head to the 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 docks uh go ahead and make an investigation okay. check that is an 18 i'm sorry it's a 17 it's a 17 all righty uh okay you head over and uh you see um the ship you came in on the night before mm -hmm. is still docked and then you see um a large ship that looks almost like a military naval mm -hmm. ship and then you see two large galleons and then a couple of smaller uh galleys okay um so what i want to do is i want to look around and see if I can find anybody who's you know plenty buff and uh, just sort of loitering like maybe they don't have anything to do at the moment I, I do, do I see anybody like that or is everybody sort of gainfully employed as it were um yeah you see a couple of of larger folks um you, you see two big large human fellas who are both carrying like 
both working together to carry a very, very large crate up a gangplank. You watch them for a few minutes. One of them's bald and has some tattoos on the back of his head. The other one has got a scruffy beard and his ears are just pierced out the wazoo. And his nose has like a thick ring hanging on off of him. So uh, what sort of clothing are they wearing? They are wearing um, like baggy, baggy pants and and sturdy, thick black boots. Um, one of them's completely shirtless, and then the other one has like a short sleeve, uh, just a peasant shirt on that is just soaked in sweat at the moment. Okay, so um, so I'm gonna sort of take a step around a corner so that you know I'm sort of out of sight and I'm going to use the ability of my Faros of leather armor to uh, speak the command word Faros and have it transform in appearance to look like uh, you know some a garb similar to what they're wearing so I look sort of like I'm of the same okay, um, okay and, cool. uh, and then I'm going to sort of stroll up and I'm going to uh, you know walk up to him and go you know, so what do they pay you to lift boxes all day around here? They both stop and look at you and size up what you are and what you're wearing. And they're just like, one of them talks and it's just like, uh, bit of silver. Why? What if I can double that for half a day's work? The other one's just kind of like grunts at, at the one who talked to you and looks like he's wanting to just kind of push on ahead and the other one's like well okay wait wait are, are you hiring uh, yeah i'm i'm uh putting on an an expedition with a couple uh a couple of their sailors of mine and we're looking for a couple strong backs to help uh shuffle some of the gear around you know pay a couple gold just for the day you uh know anybody who might be interested oh. Well, I'd be interested. You said it's just a couple gold? A couple gold, unless you're good. Each? Yeah. Uh, He he looks to the other fellow. He's like, what do you think? The other one's just like, "Mm -mm." wants to push off. Uh, Make a persuasion check. Okay. My worst skill ever. Uh, <laughs> not very. I have a minus one. <laughs> oh, but I rolled a nineteen, so that's an eighteen. <laughs> hey, you pull out your best Manny Popple charm. <laughs> like, I've been practicing in the mirror for weeks now. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> go to sleep. Like, I. Yeah, come on, why don't we it's a couple gold, we could buy some rounds tonight. Maybe go to that one place you wanted to check out. Uh yeah. Uh he sets down his end of the crate and the other guy just kinda grunts and just like sets down his end too begrudgingly. Both dust themselves off. Just like Yeah, we're willing to make some gold. Alright. Well then come with me. And uh first question Uh 
Yes. Are you just a real fucked up Nico Chin? No, I'm from a completely different continent. Second question. Was there one? What's the name? My name? Yeah. Road. You can call me Road. Like as in like a dusty road? Well, one that winds in my case, but yes. Oh, okay. It's an odd name. What are your names? I'm Vemoth, and this here is Emith. Emith and Emith. I will yes. never remember those. Um, <laughs> and, uh, VD, it is. All right. So, <laughs> uh, so any other questions before we you want to sit around here and talk some more before we make some gold? I don't think All so. All right, then. Right this way. And I lead them back to uh, uh, to the Alley Block Brothers. All righty. Um... You hear, uh, Oi, where are you boys going? You're not finished loading that. And Vemoth is just like, Fuck off, we're getting paid more. <laughs> and Emoth, Emoth just turns around and just gives the guy double middle fingers, turns and walks <laughs> off. Uh, I like these guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Emoth and Emoth. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so I take him back to the Alley Block Brothers. Um, along okay. your way, make a perception check. Okay. Uh, that would be a fourteen. Okay. Um, by now it's really starting to pick up and be busy and whatnot. The shops are fully open now and. People are calling back and forth to each other. Along the way, just out of the peripheral vision of your eye, you happen to notice Naomi again. Uh, This time, looks like she's in the middle of talking to three tall human men. Um, They look a little bit rough around the edges. These guys are, while not as, like, huge and bulking as the two guys with you, they, they look to have some, a bit of muscle on them and you see her brows are kind of furrowed as she's like trying to talk to them and whatnot and one has his arms crossed and kind of smirking down at her okay um can i hear anything can i hear what they're saying uh let's yeah you're close enough you can catch some of what's being said okay what do i hear uh, it sounds like she's just like, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm heading that way. And she's pointing towards the uh, shine box square. And she gets to, ready to make a step to kind of like circle around them. And the guy puts his hand up in front of her chest, like hold her back. And he's like, no, 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 wait. Okay. What if we offer 10 gold? All right. How's that sound to you, sweet cheeks? And she just kind of like looks more adamantly at them she's just like i said no thank you so at this point i stop and i turn to the behemoth and i go how would you guys like to make some gold today and also beat the shit out of those guys um, then just wait then just wait here <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and i head over uh and i call out naomi there you are Oh, she, like, a huge wash of relief goes over her face. She, she, of Rhodes, yes, hey! Ooh. 
I've been looking all over for you. Who are these persons? And I sort of narrow my eyes at them. A tall human who, I mean, you're a tall fellow, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah he, he's about the same height as you and whatnot. He turns around and, and looks at you. He has like a, a rough look about him. He looks pretty well-traveled and whatnot. And, and you see he's got like a really sharp sword at his side and a uh, shield and axe on his back. And he's just like, okay, now this is interesting. Now they have full-blown walking kitty cats. Huh. Are you her pet or her pimp? I look the at guys him. behind him chuckle. I uh, I look at him square in the eye and uh, uh, and lift up one of my paws and flex. And the claws come out and go. We do more than just walk. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, are you trying to go for intimidation? Essentially, yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead and make an intimidation. Also, check. my worst skill, <laughs> and that's a six. <laughs> I'm just throwing them all. <laughs> <laughs> His friends behind him laugh and whatnot, and he just has this like shit-eating grin on his face. He's just like, "Oh, the widow kitty cat's trying to show." Oh, that's adorable. Hey, fuck off. We're talking to the lady. And he gives you a really firm push on your chest as he turns around and looks down at her again. Well, we're going for it. So uh, I'm claws <laughs> out right to his face just right across the eyes uh since he's not paying attention to you i'll give you an attack with advantage so that's good because that first roll was shit um so (laughs) uh let's see here that is it's only a 13 uh that does not all right uh you kind of like (laughs) he Turns around, he's like, oh, that was a bad idea there, kitty cat. And he just full on head. What's your uh, AC? 18. That just hits as he cracks you across your forehead. Okay. And you, yeah, you take uh, five points of damage. Okay. Well, then. Damage. Uh, all right, is it my turn again then? <laughs> it is. So let's, since we're going to do this, let's go ahead and go with initiative. Okay, so that is a 15 for my initiative. All righty. Uh, you said you had a, what again? I'm sorry? I had a 15. 15. Okay, so he, the guy is going to go first. Okay. And he draws his. Uh, long sword out and goes to cut at you. Okay. And that's an 18, so that just hits. Did you take the stats for a long time? Yeah, 1d8 plus whatever. That's what I, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so you take, uh, eight points of damage. Okay. slashes across your chest okay then uh all right so mm-hmm. in that so it's my turn or his other goons turn then um it's actually gonna be uh your turn awesome so uh slayer's prey uh mm-hmm. first and foremost uh and then since i'm in 
melee range, I guess I will lash out with my short sword as opposed to my bow. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, that's crap. It's a 14. To hit him? Yeah, 14 to hit. Uh, that misses. Damn it. All right. Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> uh, all right. So, mm-hmm. uh, next up is Naomi, and she's actually going to cast spell on you. Bardic Inspiration. That's what I was going for. Excellent. Things I will need. <laughs> so yeah, she she takes a, a step. Like, she, like, gives him a furious look, mm-hmm. and she pulls out her instrument, and you hear this, like, heavy strum across it. And she strikes it with a fury and you know that stringed instrument lets out this bomb mm-hmm. and you are inspired now excellent. excellent all right and now it's your guys's turns they're gonna see you in trouble and you being their their money <laughs> for the day uh Vemoth rushes over to engage that fella and emeth steps right here okay they both take their attacks and oh nice hit and jesus they both really good so both the and both they they both succeed in their landing their attacks uh, you see Emeth just full on with his bare fist punch the asshole in front of you right in the side of the temple really hard. You hear crack, almost seeing the stars forming around that guy's head and whatnot. And you uh, hear a punch coming from Vemeth to the guy standing next to the other dude. He punches him full on right in the sternum. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like these guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then these guys are going to his goonies are going to attack. And this guy is going to uh step forward and try to attack Vemoth. And so is the other guy. So Vemoth is gonna get attacked by both of these fellows. Oh, poor Vemoth. Misses and a nine misses. Misses. And that's just one hit. So he's only taking one hit. Okay. Mm, he only takes nine damage, so he's fine. Good. And uh, don't get to that kill my brings... muscles. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us back to the top, I believe. Okay. And that's going to be the main baddie. Okay. So he shakes his head real quick, you know, reeling back from that side hit to the head. And uh, he's still gonna come at try to come at you with the with the sword. All right, bring it. Uh, let's see. You said eighteen, so uh, sixteen does not hit, so he misses. Okay. So it's your turn. All right. So I'm gonna since I've already cast, I've already used a Slayer's Prey on him, which should remain mm-hmm. in effect. So now I can double wield my short swords. Uh, before I forget, are you going for lethal damage or just non-lethal? I'm going to go for non-lethal on this Okay. Here. 
because killing somebody in the middle of the street in the city sounds like <laughs> it might be a bad idea. Uh, okay. So uh, that first hit is, I like that a lot. That's a 25. Uh, oh, that hit. Okay. And so the damage on that one with Slayer's Prey, is 10 damage. Uh, and then so my offhand, uh, uh, that's only a 15. Uh, 15 does not hit, does not but hit. the first one did. Okay. All right. So uh, so that's 10 damage from the from that first short sword hit. All right. Nice. All righty. Yeah. He's, he's looking pretty with that blow to the head and then that, that strike right there. So I just, I just yeah. tell him to, you know, look at him in the eye after I hit him and I just go, still time to piss off and run away. Oh, motherfucker. He mutters under his breath. Um, so then it is Naomi's turn. So she, uh, she after she played those str- those strings of, of those chords for you real quick, she whips her her instrument behind her back, and then you see like a flash of metal come out from under her sleeve as she attacks him with uh, a dagger from behind. So she gets an advantage mm-hmm. since she both are flanking. And actually, I should have given you advantage as well. That's- so. Oh my god, nat 20. Noice. This is why I should always use my bow. (laughs) (laughs) Never my swords. So you see as she comes up right behind him, almost like putting her arms around him. She's just like, do you like these arms around you? And she like jabs her dagger like right up, up the side of his ribs. And he lets out a grunt. And she pulls out. He like some gasp of, of air from that attack and you see the dagger flash under her her sleeves as she gives you a nod and then it is our fella's turn Egith like looks down at her and is just like mm, gives her a nod as he goes in for his attack and Vemoth is over here taking on these two guys like a boss alright so we're all really good Nice. See, I wish I could roll this spell when it's my time to play. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I always roll so much better when I'm fighting you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so so next to you, Vemoth, yeah. uh, <laughs> rolled two net 20s in a row. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so he just, like, basically takes the guy directly in front of him. Mm-hmm. And with the full force of his weight, just smashes his, like, put like forces him head smashed down onto the ground and the guy just like completely goes limp he's not dead but he's definitely out good (laughs) good (laughs) yeah yeah so i'll just go ahead and remove him and uh that brings us back up to our main baddie he even though he is uh hurting pretty bad he's still pretty fired up from all of this so He's going to try to get one more good attack on. All right. And 19 hits. Yep. You take nine points of damage as he manages to get another slash right across your chest again. Pretty much like making an X across you. All right. And now it is your turn. Okay. So. Hmm. 
you see the guys, the wound where Naomi hit him, just pouring blood. Yeah, I'm just gonna go go for another round of attacks then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that is an 18. Oh yeah. First one, and then the second attack. Awesome, that's another 25. Uh huh. Okay, so that first attack would be uh, 16 points of damage. With the slayer's with the slayer's prey damage, and then the offhand is, right. is just one point of damage, so seventeen points of damage total. Awesome. Okay, so especially with that first attack, how do you want to end it? Uh, since I'm fighting with this with the flats of the blade, just trying to knock him mm-hmm. out here. Uh, what I would really love to do for flavor is just bring both of them together on the side of his temples, like box his ears with the flat blade oh. to just bop. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. With that, his eyes just almost go cross-eyed as he drops to his knees and just passes the fuck out. The last guy standing, he's just like, oh, fuck this, as he turns around and takes off into the crowd. Awesome. Uh, Vemoth looks like he's getting ready to take off after him, but he's just like, eh, not yeah, worth it. So just like, yeah, I, I agree with him. Uh, but before I do anything else, I want to put a finger in a little bit of this first baddie's blood, and I just want to write <laughs> pussy across his forehead. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> <and> just <laughs> And with that, <laughs> I look, stand up, <laughs> and I look at Naomi, and I go, all right then. So, oh, y'all, well, all good. I am now. Thank you. Uh, that was lucky. We ran into each other again. They were not the nicest of fellows. Yeah, they seem to uh, need some practice and manners. I suppose. I uh, suppose. I guess I should have waited till my brothers woke up before I headed out on my own. But well, I just was tired of staying around the the inn. Um, are these more of your your party members who will be joining us? Uh, for the afternoon. Um, and uh, and I go. By the way, gentlemen, I think we've earned a raise. Uh, <laughs> and sort of <laughs> clap them both on the shoulders. We go. So Naomi, we are about to. Well, I'm about to climb into what I imagine is a metal ball. We dropped to the bottom of the ocean. Care to come and watch? Um, she kind of blushes a little bit at being asked. Uh, okay, you're being dropped into a ball? Yeah, I'm told there's a city down there. So I'm going to look for it. These guys are going to do the heavy lifting. Uh, I'd actually kind of love to. That sounds interesting. All right, then. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah, she gladly joined your company. Right. Uh, smiles up at both the guys and, and thanks them very much for their assistance. Uh, the big silent one, Emeth, who who grunts normally, he just kind of like, you see his look soften as he smiles down at her. Mm-hmm. And then Vemeth just like gives her a wide toothy grin. She's like, ah, it's no worry. We Anything for a pretty lady. Uh, <laughs> awesome. It, so it doesn't even occur to Road to like introduce everybody. <laughs> like, so yeah, he's just like 
and we're off. <laughs> you, you have your own mini uh, uh, adventuring party now, so yeah. you're good. So, uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I I lead them back towards the uh, the alley block brothers. So uh, yeah, uh, they you guys head back with no problem. Uh, along the way, like Naomi's just kind of like you, a fish out of water here. She's definitely like taking in the large buildings and whatnot. Every time you guys pass like an interesting booth with like wares that you have never seen before, she, you know, her ears twitch as she checks them out and whatnot. So she definitely has a curiosity and things about her as you guys are heading back. Rhodes uh, notices this, but he doesn't remark on it or say anything to sort of uh, you know, smiles inwardly and stows it away as they continue on. Kind of, yeah, kind of reminds you of your first time out on the road with your parents and whatnot, seeing the cool stuff you got to see. She definitely has an air about her like this is a new experience. Well, we'll make it a memorable one then. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you guys arrived back at uh, the Ollie Block place. And you just push right yep. on in. There's no use knocking the door. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, all right. So I, I just push on in. And uh, I'm assuming they're still back in like that curtain where they were before. Oh, yeah. You you hear stuff clattering and whatnot. And then you hear what sounds like glass breaking. And you hear uh, Gitz just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, shit, shit. All right. So I... Uh, it, instead of like trying to find that bell and clang it a little more, uh, or I just walk <laughs> back through the curtain and just sort of brush it aside and go, I found our muscle. And uh, let me introduce Vemoth and Emoth, I think. Those are your names, right? Yes, those are their names. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Point them to what we need lifting. Uh, uh, you step into the back and you see like one half of the room looks fairly organized and whatnot and then the other half of the room looks like fucking tornado whipped through um it looks like a hot mess as you see uh uh um gets over on the messy side obviously as he's like looks like he's trying to sweep something up onto a tray and you see he's like picking up shards of like glass and whatnot and he looks up he's just like Oh hey, you got you can't, the cat. The cat's back. He like he's like pointing at nobody, <laughs> you know. Like he can't like he's turned to look to where his brother usually is, but his brother's not there. And he's just like he came back. This is awesome. My friend came back. Yeah, and you brought more friends. Yeah, he like comes around and you see he's like dusting his hands off of like some black powder of some sort. Smells like a a blast powder. Did you? I said half a bump. <laughs> oh no, this oh no, 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 this isn't my this isn't my special stuff. This is he sniffs his hands. He's like, "Oh, this is this is blast powder. I need to go wash my hands real quick. I might make something explode." Yes. Like walks over to a water basin as he begins like cleaning his hands. He's like, "Oh, you're bringing your your lady friend along. That's nice. I didn't know that cats do travel in, but that's adorable." cute he just kind of like mutters to himself <laughs> i turn back to the other guys and i go i assure you he is a consummate professional <laughs> with like my <laughs> hands on my hips 
<laughs> yeah, the two brothers were like, are you sure you're getting paid? Is he paying us or are you paying us? I pay you and I'm fairly certain I'm going to die. But I'm sure he is a consummate professional. So should we get... Okay, well, if you're going to die, should we get paid now? Half now. Uh... Half now. Okay. Not, not, he's just like, Vemoth is just like, I'm not trying to be rude or anything. It just, if you die, I don't think this guy's going to remember shit for shit. So I go ahead and I pay them each three gold pieces. Oh, sweet. Hey, we're definitely going to get to go to the Blushing Ruby tonight, man. Great. There are ladies present, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, they turn and look at Naomi and uh, Vemoth's just like, oh, begging your pardon, miss. I'm sorry. She's just like, no, no, it's quite all right. <laughs> he says it's okay. All right. So what do we need to lift? <laughs> oh, okay. Follow, follow, follow me out back into the courtyard. That's where, that's where Bertha is. See, it's like, has this like weird, like longing smile that comes across his face. He heads out into this other exit. You four follow, maybe I'm, hesitantly. I'm, I'm almost uncomfortable to touch Bertha. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do follow. I've come this far. <laughs> you really want to get out into the water. <laughs> and, and dolt out what road feels as six meaningly pieces of shiny metal. Um, so... <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the Arius Adventures here on Party Advantage. Come check out our community on our Discord channel and hang out with the cast and fellow fans of the show by following the link in the description down below. Find us on Twitter and Facebook using at Party Advantage to check out fun post polls and special announcements. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you stay current with all our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back next week for the Farwin Saga run by fellow DM Rob Kerr. Will the party find an advantage on their next encounter? Only one way to find out. See you then.